Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we are rocking back with one of my good friends, Sarah Williams. As you guys know, a little quick recap, Ms. Williams left corporate America to live and see the United States of America. And um, this is going to be, she's going to be a, like a resident, um, if nobody, if you didn't know. And she'll be reoccurring once a month. Give us updates on how she's doing, how's the travel going, has she gone to any issues, things of that nature. So without further ado, Miss Sarah Williams, how are you doing? Hi, everyone. Good to be back. Uh, we are happy that you are back. We are so happy you're back. Um, how it's, the- it's nice to have these touch points. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so what's been going on since, you know, you know, we last spoke, you were in Richmond, Virginia, you were broken down for a little bit. Um, you were at home base. What's going on? I mean, it's, uh, 2020 and, um, a couple things, a lot of things have happened. Phil, Phil, Phil listeners in. Yes. So it's been, uh, I feel like a lot has happened since we last spoke and I've learned so much and I know there's a lot more to learn, but it's been it's definitely been a roller coaster. So I left Virginia and I headed over to Kentucky and I hit up a national park there, which was incredible. And then I kind of headed down through Tennessee and kept making my way south. But I have to tell you, Tennessee was really cold. It, it, it continued to be it continued to be cold. So Ooh. I did have to make some decisions based on the weather and the snow and the rain and the freezing temperatures. But after ha- what happened at Shenandoah, I <laughs> knew how to handle it. So it was a little bit, a little bit easier the second go round. Wow. So, up, yeah. so sorry. So, so what happened Tennessee? Like what part of Tennessee again, your Chattanooga you said, or? Sure. No. So what I did was I was in Kentucky at Mammoth Cave National Park, which is, I believe if I can remember correctly, I think it's south of Southwest of Lexington. So I, the the weather there was beautiful. And then I headed down through kind of, I just kind of skimmed by Nashville. I had, I've been to Nashville many times. So I I actually did not stop there. And then I ended up staying in Lynchburg, Tennessee, which was a fantastic little tiny city, which is where the Jack Daniels distillery is. Did you you, you have time to go to Jack Daniels at all? I did. I did. So I I went into the, the town of Lynchburg and I, I hit up the distillery, which was really, really cool. And kind of a little bit of a taste of the Southern living um, lifestyle as well. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I stayed in a state park there and, but the real kind of cold temperatures was when I headed East to Smoky Mountains, Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And that was kind of, I went on to that. There's, it's actually in Tennessee and in North Carolina. So I went in the North Carolina like side of it. And it was snowing at the top of the mountain. So I didn't end up staying in the park because of the elevation, it was snowing. So I opted to stay more sea level, towards sea level. (laughs) So how does, okay, I mean, I'm new to this. You're new to this. How do you want to even know about sea level? Like, I mean, 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 in my mind, I'm like, all right, it's, it's too cold up here. I'm about to go to a McDonald's and pull in and call it a night. Like how does one while you're traveling know what sea level is and what do you have a compass or something like that? Well, or? no, I mean, I, I use it from sea, <laughs> sea level. I think 
I'm here on, on right now in Key West. I'm on sea level right now, but it just going lower in elevation helps with the with the temperature. Basically, like when I was in Shenandoah, it was really high elevation, so it was freezing. When you got down to you know not sea level but lower elevation, it's warmer. So same thing with the Great Smoky Mountains National Park parks in the mountains. So once you kind of come down a little bit, it's a little bit warmer. So I ended up staying. I actually was in a position where. It, it was raining all day one day. There was no way I was going to stay in the park because I knew that rain was snow. And I was pulled off the highway in Tennessee. And I was like, I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight. I don't know what I'm going to do because my plan was to go to the park and it's heavily raining and it's definitely snow up there. What am I going to do? So I had to kind of on the go, on the fly, figure out where I was staying that night, which was pretty stressful. And I ended up staying outside of Asheville, which is still in the mountains. You're still in the mountains. You're just at a lower elevation than, than the, the campground in the park. Asheville, uh, North Carolina? Yes. Shout out to Asheville, North Carolina. Shout out to Courtney. You live out there. I know you would want me to come visit. Quick shout out real quick. But go ahead. Hey, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> so, cool city. Uh, cool city. So a cool city. I've heard is amazing. Uh, they live there and whatnot. Um, so you left there. Where did you go from there? So from, uh, from Asheville area, from Great Smoky Mountains National Park, I went to Raleigh, North Carolina, where I ended up staying with a friend of mine's parents for a night. And then I headed down to South Carolina for Thanksgiving. And I spent some time on the beach, uh, Polly's Island area in South Car- Carolina. And then I headed to, there's one national park in South Carolina and it's towards Columbia, like towards the middle of the state. And that park was Congaree National Park, and I was actually blown away with that park. I thought it was really, really cool. So, what was there? I didn't know you. So, you're in the history, I guess, huh? I love history. Okay. I love nature. I kind of I'm a sucker for the tours and those kind of things. So, it was really, really cool. It was also cool because I could bring Addie into the park with me. That's actually one challenge it's been with having Addie with me is that I have to think about her and whether or not she can come into the park with me. So, or not only in the, in a park, but, you know, out to dinner or, you know, doing something, going to the store. Is it too hot to leave her in the car? You know, those types of things. So I could bring her to that park, which was great. We went for a really long hike and it was just a really beautiful park that was quiet and peaceful. And I don't know, I just, it really pleasantly surprised me. So you and I were talking before we got on air and um, I was asking you, you know, how's it going? for the holidays um you know a lot of people associate holidays with family others associate holiday with not being with family <laughs> they have <laughs> or uh, others celebrated by going on a tropical vacation um you talked about last year you did you weren't even home for the holidays again give people a little brief uh, you don't got to get into it but tell me where were, tell, the, tell the listeners where were you last christmas so <laughs> last christmas i was actually climbing mount kilimanjaro so it's been two consecutive years of being on the road or traveling for Christmas. So, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. It, it gets a little bit, you know, sad, I guess, to not, you know, be, you know, doing the things that people do before Christmas, making cookies and, and being with family and friends. But I guess I'm kind of used to it at this point. But, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day and, as crazy as it sounds, I've never really been that much of a social media person, but as crazy as it sounds, the the network I have on social media, as far as like the other people that are on the road, that are RVers, that are Airstream owners, and the people that are traveling, it really provides a sense of 
comfort in a community that I never thought I'd have or or I never thought would be even be out there. And it's really, I mean, I'm sure other people can relate to that, but it's really qu- quite nice because obviously I've, none of my close friends or family are doing this same thing. And I've actually met people online that are offering support and just, you know, shout outs and just, yeah, I get where you're coming from. You know, I have the same type of mentality and that kind of thing. So that's been really helpful too, through kind of getting through the holidays has been that network, which we talked about this last time. Social media is not my, you know, I've never been a huge social media person. So for me to have that network and that community through social media is pretty, pretty big for me. <laughs> see, see, to me, this is where social media is right. <laughs> this sure. is a, these are good things in social media for me. I, I this is what yeah, I perceive. Right. You know, you look at like, all right, you're out there and you're meeting people. You have people who are supporting you, shooting you like, hey, while you're down here, check this out. Be careful because of this time of year. Watch out for this. That's what I think social media originally was for. Right. Not for, not for baby mama drama. <laughs> right. It's almost like social community <laughs> instead of social media. It's it's right. It's really nice and it's really comforting. And I actually I I think I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but a, a gentleman reached out to me on my blog when I was having the issues with my trailer and he's in Alabama and I'm going to be driving through Alabama and I might just stop and, and meet him and his family because he's helped me so much just with the logistics and like the, the nuts and bolts of, of how to do certain things with the Airstream. And, you know, he invited me, he said, you know, if you're coming through Alabama, definitely, you know, reach out to me. So just little things like that. It's pretty incredible. That's all. That's awesome. That's awesome. So holidays were in Pauly Beach, South Carolina, correct? Or that was for Thanksgiving. Yes. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Where mm-hmm. were you? Christmas, South Beach, Christmas, South Beach. Christmas, I was in South Beach. Yes. Okay. Okay. So nice. I actually on Christmas Day I went to Biscayne National Park, and on Christmas Eve I went to Everglades, or maybe it was reverse. But I did national parks on those days. They're opened. <laughs> Everglades. I mean, did they ever close? <laughs> did I, I mean? Hi. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> not, the crazy thing is none of these parks close. I mean, maybe some of them on Christmas Day, but it's it's crazy. I mean, a lot of tourists are there on holidays, but so no. I saw something on your on your social media post that was really really cool because I've never seen one outside of captivity. Um, you saw a crocodile or alligator, right? So how close? How close did you come to this creature? And- oh my gosh. It was incredible. And I, this is I, something I, I literally started crying out of bliss and enjoyment. And I was just kind of like, holy mackerel, this is why I'm doing this. It swam right up next to the boat. And, you know, these people see crocodiles, or, I'm sorry, alligators all the time. So it wasn't a big deal for the people that do it or whatever. But I was so blown away by just the way it was moving through the water. And it was, it was very close. I was a little scared because it could easily just snap at you, but they don't, they're afraid of humans. They don't want, they don't do anything unless they're threatened. Just like a bear. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> listen, as a black man, we always die in movies and I'm not trying to hear that shit. <laughs> I'm going to let you rock with that, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, re- I, I respect their habitat and I'm not going to, I'm not going to play in a habitat and they, hope right. they don't, they don't come and play in my habitat. Right. But, exactly. But did you hope now here's the other big question. Um, have you, did you see any, um, boa constrictors? Because Everglades has a problem with, um, Burmese pythons, sorry, Burmese pythons. It. And, um, I've seen so many CBS 
60 Minutes has done an interview about it. National Geographic is about the Burmese pythons. Did you have a chance to see one or did they just talk about it when you're out there tour guiding? So I, they talked about it. I was hoping to see one, but we didn't. But yeah, it's a huge problem. And there's been all these initiatives too. They have snake hunters and they just hire hunters. That's one thing that they do. And then another thing I learned is that they actually they capture these snakes and then they take them back to a lab and then they inject them with some kind of sterilization thing and then they let them back out. And so then they start mating again and hopefully they're sterilizing other snakes. And is a huge initiative that, I mean, I had no idea about, but it's a huge problem because it's, it's ruining the ecosystem because these, these alligators are eating, or I'm sorry, these snakes are eating the alligators. Right. And they were at one point someone's pet. And got loose. That's how they started because they're not indigenous yeah. to this area. They're from India or something. Yeah, I knew they. I knew they were from overseas, and I knew that they had expanded so quickly that it's been a problem down there. Yes. So, and uh, any, any other national parks when you were out there, you see any other animals while you're out just mm. walking around? Little things like you know other snakes and Everglades has a lot of birds. We were at Biscayne National Park, so Biscayne National Park is off the coast of. Florida and it's 98% underwater. So it's really a water park essentially. So there I went paddleboarding and I saw stingrays and sea turtles and, um, you know, other sea life. And then these parks down here in Florida, a lot of bird birds, wild birds and things like that, that are really, really cool. You went paddleboarding. <laughs> I went paddleboarding. So there was no alligators in the water? No, or? no, not in the areas that we went. Okay, I'm, I'm just asking. I got to ask that question. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there's there was no land. It was through mangroves, which are like almost like a, a mix of like a tree and a bush, kind of that grow from the underwater. So we kind of paddleboarded through those, and there's nowhere for alligators to really kind of plant themselves. I guess like be like there's no land. So um, I don't know if that's why they're not there, but there weren't. So, all right, we're talking about all the good stuff, all the pleasantry. Let's 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 flip the switch real quick. <clears throat> also, when I've been, you know, because I've been observing your trip, because you know, I gotta make sure you're all right. <laughs> what happened in part of your trip? It was on top of your car. Something was going on that you couldn't snap. And so, tell let's tell the listeners what happened because this sounded like a crazy situation that was going on. But go ahead. It, it was really stressful and it seems like a small thing, but basically I have one of those overhead cargo bins on top of my car that like strap onto the roof rack and it locks. So there's a lock on either side and it's, it's the brand called Thule. I'm, I'm sure everyone's seen it, but it, it, it locks and unlocks. And basically what happened was I opened it one morning. I was leaving that morning. I opened it to, to put something in there and it wouldn't, it wouldn't lock. And it was like, the lock was kind of just jammed. It was stuck. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm sweating. I'm trying to get out of the campsite. I'm trying to pack up and leave and get to where I needed to be next. And I couldn't, I couldn't lock it. So therefore, what do you do? I mean, it's, it's, I didn't even know who to call or who to go to because it's not your car. So it's not a Volkswagen issue for my car. It's not a trailer issue. I called the customer service. They gave me some tips. Of course, I called my dad too. He gave me some tips. And I ended up having to go to like, I strap it down with, I had, um, what are they called? Uh, bungee cords. So I strapped it really tightly with bungee, bungee cords, got myself to a home Depot, ended up buying tie down straps to, to tie it down really, you know, really tightly. So I wouldn't be at risk for my drive of it opening and, you know, having a yard sale on the highway. And, um, 
it, it, it ended up being fine. Whatever I put into the gears, it unlocked it. I put some spray in there and it ended up being fine, but it was kind of scary because I really didn't know who to turn to. And Thule, the brand that doesn't have stores to go to, they, they deal with retailers. So, you know, and sometimes you go to retailers and they don't really know what they're talking about with stuff like that. So it's like, it's like a kid who has like a five dollar job or a ten dollar job. That's it. You know, like right. a Dick Sporting Goods. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, oh God, this is gonna be a nightmare because it's not even something that it's not even a big thing. It's just a cargo thing, but it has my stuff in it and I can't drive with it with so anyway, it was pretty stressful because I just didn't know who to turn to. Now, I guess my question would be, what was in that cargo? What was in there? Was it like all your clothes or was it like, um, just like, yeah. So I, you know, for example, I keep things that I don't use a lot. So Addie's food, like leftover, you know, extra food. I have, um, some, you know, extra bags of like winter right now, like some winter clothes that I'm not using, um, just random hiking gear and stuff like that, that I don't use every day. Now, I guess my other question would be, could you have taken that stuff out the top of it and put it in your trailer? Your air, your air yes, I could have. I could, I could have taken the things out, but the, yeah. car, the thing, the actual bin wouldn't have fit anywhere. Ah, uh, okay. So you would have to, you Huge. would, so you need to get that fixed right away. That's what it sounds like to me. Yes. Or get um, it replaced. So. And how long of a drive were you from, from, from start to was, where you got it fixed? I was about three and a half hours from where I needed to be next. Wow. So you were basically driving like very slow pretty much, or you were just. So once I, yes. So once I got to Home Depot and got like the real tie down straps that weren't bungee cords, I felt a little, I felt way more confident because that wasn't going anywhere. I mean, that wasn't opening. It was really, really tight on there, but, but you know, I was concerned about having, if I had to order a new one or if they had to replace it, I'd have to be at a certain place for a certain amount of time for them to ship it to me. And it's a huge thing. And you know, it's just, but you know, I'm trying very hard to just let things happen the way they're going to happen. And you know, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you, I've mentioned it in my blog, but I have this, I really follow this kind of saying that what is it? Um, 10% is what happens to me and 90% is, wait, no, I can't remember how it went. 10% is what um, happens to me and then 90% is how I deal with it. So that's true. It's really about how you handle a situation as opposed to what's happening to you. You're right. You're, I like I like that. I actually like that. Um, here's, here's another hard-hitting question here. Um, have you ever had the point where you're like, I'm, I'm done with this trip? Like, has that crept in your mind where you're like, why am I doing this? This is ridiculous. I, it's cool, but I should just go back and find a job, hit this nine to five and call it a day. Has that crept in your mind at all? Absolutely. 100% it has. And, you know, it's, it's making me appreciate the things in life that, that I used to have that I don't have now. I mean, yes, the logistics of having, you know, a full bathroom and a bed and all that stuff, but also just having a home to go home to and, you know, a warm place when it's cold outside or, or a cool place when it's warm outside and, and a community around you and, and that sort of thing. Um, there have been times, I mean, I've thought about it. I had never really thought about doing it. I thought about what if. I would, you know, just kind of say I'm done. Um, but there's just so much more to see. There's so many more things I'm excited about seeing and doing and, and experiences to be had that it's my curiosity kicking in and saying, you know, what's around the corner type mentality. So do I know you, if I quit now, I'd be cheating myself. Do you ever feel like 
and this is kind of get a little personal here is do you feel like you know what i'm missing out on a whole year of my life maybe where i can meet in that mr mr or mrs or where maybe someone out there for you no no okay. i do not okay. which is great because i think about i think about where i am now and and where i was when i left and I'm, I'm happy that I made this decision that I'm doing what I'm doing. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be at this moment in time. And I feel very confident about that. And I, I lived in a place for a long period of time and that never happened. So, you know, what's the difference in traveling? So hmm. I can someone around the corner. I, don't, I have no idea. So no, that hasn't really crossed my mind. So uh, the other thing a couple of listeners have asked me were like expenses, you know, this is kind of crazy. Like, how could she afford this? Mm-hmm. I'm not getting, not getting in depth in things, but um, expenses, you know, your cell phone, that's an expense and uh, city income coming in. Are you, have you thought about doing any freelance and work for any companies or anything like yes. that? Or mm-hmm. Okay. So, so finances has been a little bit of a stressor lately just because I'm finally, I, you know, I made a budget before I started, but I'm now seeing since I've been on the road for a couple of months, I'm now seeing what I'm actually spending. And it's hard when you don't have an income, you don't have something coming in, but I am freelancing for my previous company. And there's always an option for me to, you know, get freelance on the road. And, and, and there's also all these websites where you can check out jobs to do locally, like day job, you know, day things work at festivals, those types of things. I'm definitely not opposed to that kind of stuff, meeting people and having a fun day. But, um, but yeah, I mean, finances is something that it has been, you know, it's, it's tricky because a lot of these things I'm doing cost money to take tours and, and do, you know, guided tours and things like that. And when you're, when you're in a place, you want to make the most of it. So you don't want to be cheap and not do it, but you also kind of want to pick and choose and, and have a balance of, of what you're going to do that's, that's free and what you're going to do that costs, you know, some money to learn a little bit more. So it is definitely something that I'm thinking a lot about. Um, it's it's challenging. I'm not going to lie. It's challenging because I'm I've always you know been able to support myself and and it's just kind of different right now. Like having to just spend and not have an income coming in. So got you. So another thing why a lot of the listeners have asked was, um, how did you plan this out? Like you're going all these places, and it seems like you mapped out a road with family and friends or friends of friends to stay somewhere or be with them. Like, how did you map this first part of your trip out? So some of it was, you know, reaching out to these people and saying, I'm going to be in the area. Some of that, some of it was them saying, you know, when are you coming this way? I'd love to see you type thing. Um, so it's been a little bit of, of a mix. I, the past three to four weeks, I've been staying with people, which has been fantastic, which has been great to reconnect with people I haven't seen in a while. And, you know, just being able to, you know, have a bed and, and have a home to, to be in. But um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty anxious to get back on the road and, and be living out of my trailer again. I almost miss my trailer a little bit. But the, the mapping out of the course is pretty stressful because even, for example, now I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to be sleeping next week. And I'm down in Florida right now. And this is the peak season. So a lot of campsites are are booked or, you know, they, they might be really expensive if they're available or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's pretty, I'm doing it in waves as far as like how far I map out my trip, but I know that I want to be, you know, in, you know, Texas by a certain time. So 
I'm kind of trying to figure out what I want to do in between and, you know, what makes the most sense, you know, giving myself reasonable drives and what places I want to stop in and just mapping it out from there. So this next leg of my trip, there's really not any national parks until I get to Arkansas. (laughs) And so I'm kind of just winging it a little bit. Um, Would you be going through Alabama or Mississippi anytime? Okay. Yes, Bur- so I'll Bur- going- Birmingham or you want to sell Southern Alabama? So that's a question, right? So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of just want to travel up the Gulf shore, but there's places in these, these States that I'd like to see. I mean, I'd like to see some of the, the civil rights history that's down there. And there's a lot of things I want to see. It might depend on the weather a little bit, how hot it is. Again, thinking about Addie, leaving her in the trailer. It's just a lot of kind of logistics to kind of think about, but there's definitely things to see in these places. Right. And, you know, one of the things I struggle with too is I can't see everything. There's no way I can see everything. So I have to kind of pick and choose and prioritize what's important to me to stay somewhat on a timeline. So the other thing my, my listeners have asked was, uh, where are some <laughs> things that you've taken for granted that you took for granted in the past that you, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe it all have this to my uh, access. You can't access it easily as you did before. Who were some things that was like, oh, you didn't think about it. Second nature. Now you're on the road. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's not as... Well, this, this, there's like, yeah, I have, I started making a list of things that I wish I didn't pack in storage that I okay. wish I had with me. And well, the first thing that comes to mind when you ask me that question is water. And I know that sounds so basic, but Drinking water, literally, I have three water bottles in my car and I just fill them up whenever I have access to drinking water because campsites have water and I have a filter, but sometimes it just has a funky taste to it. So, you know, I can use the water that's going through my trailer, but for drinking water, I prefer to have it come out of a water fountain or, you know, just have it if I'm at a restaurant or something, I just ask them to fill my water bottles or something like that. So, water is a big thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> ma'am, can you fill up my five liter water bottle before I? Honestly, I mean, it's not that big, but yeah, honestly, it's <laughs> things I've asked for, things I've things I've asked strangers for. I mean, if I'm at a restaurant with Addie and outdoor restaurant, and she's there, and my stuff's there, and I have to go to the bathroom, and I just say, I just turn around to people that are next to me and say, "Would you mind watching my dog and my stuff?" Because I'm alone. I'm traveling alone. You know, you have to rely on strangers taking photos of me doing things. I, I rely on strangers for that. It's kind of stuff that you'd never think that you would ask for or ask for help with. You're asking strangers for it's kind of bizarre, but normal now. <laughs> it's awesome though, because that's, that's what we as people do. do. You know, we always I mean, talk I about woman, just, go ahead. I had a woman in the store the other day and I don't know how we just kind of started getting to talking and she's like, wow. She's like, I don't even know you, but I'm proud of you. And I was so touched. I was like, wow, that, you know, she was, she was probably like our mom's age or something, you know, that generation, but it was just really, really, really nice. And made me feel, it kind of made my day. And I, I have no idea who this woman was, but when people, my story comes up a lot because people ask me where I'm from or where I'm coming from. And I say, well, it's a very interesting question because I'm kind of coming from nowhere and everywhere and, you know, I, I grew up in Connecticut and, you know, I lived in Ohio and I lived in New York and blah, blah, blah. But it's always a story instead of just one easy answer. Mm, I like that. I like that. So, um, 
Wow. So is there, I'm trying to think, I know we're trying to wrap up because you got a dinner going coming up because right now you're in Key West. I'm in Key West. You're in Key West right now. And, um, and you're enjoying all that good stuff. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're enjoying all that, you know, the holiday fest- festivities down there, which is awesome. What are some things right now that you're looking ahead? You're like, all right, I'm planning for next two weeks, you said, or a week ahead of time or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And it seems like you're a person that I've known that you needed everything pre-planned out. You're not a spare the moment person. You don't, you plan things out. You think thoroughly through it. You make sure you vet it out. How is that dealing with your psyche when you're like a person who's planning things out two months ahead of time, but now you're like, I don't even know where I'm about to get a bottle of water in two weeks. I don't know what, you know, how does that, how does that affect you mentally? It's very challenging for me. Cause yes, I am. I definitely am goal oriented and I have certain things and, but that's, you know, that's one of the things I'm working on. And one of the things I'm working on with myself is, you know, I'm not in control of every single situation and things happen that I can't plan for and I can't, you know, I have to just figure them out as I go. And as much as I want to be, I want to be planful at the same time, my plan could get shot to hell so easily. (laughs) So it's almost like you don't want to, you don't want to have such, you know, expectations of what your plan is going to be and then be disappointed. So I'm learning to not be less planful, but have less expectation of a plan, if that makes sense. So you know, I'll probably sit down tomorrow and just kind of, you know, map out what the next couple of weeks are going to look going to look like and, and, and go from there. And, you know, right now where, where we are, where I am in the country, there's not really too much land that you can just stay on for free. Whereas when I get out West, how I understand it is that there's a lot of government owned land where you can just park up, pull up, park, and just be on and just dry camp is what they call it. Not have an electric plug-in, not have water access, but just be. No one's going to bother you there. So maybe when I get out West, it might be a little different as far as having being able to be on the fly a little bit more. But right now, with it being peak season down South and you know campsites being sort of a hot commodity right now, I'm trying to at least map out and, and reserve my campsites so that I'm not stuck. You know, I haven't had to sleep at a Walmart yet, but I'm sure the day will come where I'll have to sleep in a Walmart parking lot. Hey, it happens. It happens. You know, it happens. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first person. It, would, that's for sure. it wouldn't be the first or last person doing that. Okay. We, yeah. um, but no, I just wanted to wrap up. Uh, are there anything that you want to say to anybody out there? The people who listen, who listen, who are cheering you on from social media. I mean, I've had a lot of people from Baltimore who have showed you love Baltimore browse. Uh, she yes. shows you love. Um, yes. I think a socially Beth, I think her name is social Beth. Um, she's pretty yes. big in Baltimore. Um, yes. I feel but, like, I feel like I've gotten a lot of followers from Baltimore. So thanks to shout out to Baltimore people and, and thanks for supporting me. And, um, there's, you know, I, I guess shout out to the people that I've met along the way who have been intrigued by my story. And I actually recently had stickers made. So before I was literally people were like, Oh my gosh, I want to read your blog. I want to learn about this, blah, blah, blah. And so I was writing everything down. Like, here's my blog, here's my Instagram handle. And I, I, a friend of mine, made me stickers that now have my my website and my Instagram handle on them. So I've been passing them out, kind of being promotional with my uh, website. Hey, the, what they say, the best word, best promotion is word of mouth. You're just going to old sure, That's right. how it is. That's how it is. Right. I, I love you. Hand out business cards in the road. Kind of, awesome. yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, go enjoy. 
the first part of the Thank happy you. happy new year happy new um, year everyone and um uh, i'm excited to hear what's happening next uh, on your trip and uh again she's a resident yeah. she will be traded in america to Absolutely. go visit go visit america and um hopefully we have a i have a surprise for you coming soon we, you you not have talked about it so we will see we'll see we'll see okay. if everything works out it, I, I might be making I'm nervous, a, i forgot i might be making a stop yes that's maybe, right maybe I just, I just remembered maybe, maybe a surprise <laughs> maybe a surprise so um maybe we can be on location together aaron we uh, that could be a possibility that could be a strong possibility mm -hmm. it's a little teaser for the folks out there a little teaser <laughs> but um i appreciate sarah coming on i know she's this has been a rough not rough but exciting time for her and she's doing her thing and i commend you again i so happy for you and shout out to your friends from england tell her what's up i will um, tell her what's up her. and um um again tell Addie. i'm thinking about her hope she's doing well i will i'll tell her, I'll the her road. please please tell belly robs and then please <laughs> again plug your site so everybody knows where to find you again plug your okay site. sure so my instagram handle is at life and toe l-y-f-e-i-n-t-o-w and my website's the same uh L-Y-F-E-I-N-T-O-W.com. That's my blog. All right, folks. You heard it here. Trading in corporate America <clears throat> to experience America. That's, That's a beautiful right. thing. You got it. And we're out. <laughs>